Thanks for listening to the Passion Daily Podcast. Today's short scripture reflection comes from Pastor Ben Stewart. It's one thing to read about working out. It's another thing to work out because reading about it won't make you strong. It's one thing to know what to eat to get yourself healthy. But unless you slide up to a plate of broccoli, you're not gonna get healthy. And for many of us, we know where spirituality can be found. But the truth is, between the scripture and the screens, often we are soaking into some anxiety and sensuality and then wondering why we're blown over by every wind of anxiety. We need to be built with sterner stuff that I get this in me, that I'm rooted and established and built up in him, in the faith that I was taught. And then at the end, he says, an abounding in thanksgiving, that I don't just grab information, it becomes transformation, that it goes all the way from learning about him to becoming praise of him. It's information for exaltation. It's a tree soaking up the nutrients so that it can explode into fruit that can feed others that I want to be built up in him so I can explode into thanksgiving to the world. I can offer them the hope they need. So we're meant to read this word, but with a view for it to change how we interact with the world. This just happened in the steward house. Uh, I remember my my son got up the other day, was having a very hard morning and uh, was was speaking in rather a rude way to some people. And and we got to breakfast and we were reading our devotion. devotional book by Bear Grylls. And as we read it, it was about how to use our words. And I just kind of read it. Hey, we should use kind words, not bad words. Kind words can be a tree of healing. Harsh words can be like thrust of the sword. Okay, so good words. And then I shut it and was about to move on. And it dawned on me, wait a minute, Ben, it's not just information. Push it all the way through to application. So I stopped and I said, Owen, How do you think if we were to obey these words, it would impact how we talk to mommy today? How would it change how we talk to our sister? What kind of words do we like people to say to us? What do you think might be different today if we used those same kind of words to our friends or to our teacher? We started thinking through how does this apply to our life? And then he left and my oldest daughter who was staying home that day, uh, I was reading 1 John chapter four and she came in while I was doing my devotional time. And so she sat down, we did it together. And I read about how Christ loved us and through him, we love other people. So let us love our brothers in Christ as he loved us. And I read that to her, I explained it and then I shut it. And then it hit me again. No, wait a minute, Ben, push it all the way through. And I said, we're supposed to understand deeply, Hannah, how much God has loved us. And his love was manifest in Christ dying for us. So we're supposed to think about how he sacrificed himself to bring us life. And then we ask the question, if we're loved like that, how do we love other people? So what would it look like to love Owen like that today? What would it look like to love mommy like that today? What can we do? And we started talking about that. And let me tell you something. It started changing the way we thought about how we were gonna spend the rest of the day. It's not complex but it is profound. You can read about working out, but if you don't work out, you're not gonna get strong. And same here, we're meant to take this information and turn it into transformation, 
that I get rooted in his word, established in it, and then it abounds into praise. And I want to encourage you. It's the fundamentals here. Get the word of God into you. That's why we've been encouraging you. Write out the book of Colossians. And then what I do is I'll get a different color pen and write out Ben's feelings. What will the implications in my heart and my mind and my life be as a result of my interaction with this text? How will my life change? And it's in this consistency that we'll see a transformed life. I want to challenge you. What you soak in will determine what you put out. Your inputs determine outputs. So let's evaluate our own lives here before we move on. Statistically, studies show us that a steady diet of sensuality and sexually explicit images undermines in us the belief that monogamy is even possible. That if I'm soaking my mind in sensuality, it actually unravels community or the belief that happy marriage is possible. So if you're soaking in that sensuality, it's having implications for how you treat women and men. You need to know that. If you don't like that output, we need to change the inputs. The PR firm Weber Shandwick does a study every year on incivility in America. And as in every other year, they found incivility is growing. Hostility, cruelty to one another as at epic proportions and getting dangerous. And yet what was interesting in their last report is they saw incivility is on the rise. Americans across the country say it. We are being so harsh with each other. But then when you're asked the question, but is your workplace uncivil? The vast majority, eight or nine out of 10 said no. And that's interesting to think about. You're like, that's where you spend more time than anywhere else. Like the mass of your waking hours are at work with other human beings. And you're saying this country is in an epidemic of incivility, but work isn't uncivil. So if my human interaction with others face-to-face isn't uncivil, where is this tidal wave of incivility coming? Right here. And for many of us, we are constantly taking in anxiety and it's becoming anger. We're constantly soaking into our roots all this frustration and it's coming out in some ugly ways. Let me ask you something. If you don't like the outputs, assess your inputs. You might know the right things, but are you doing the right things? We're meant to be rooted in Christ, built up in Christ, established in Christ so we can overflow in thanksgiving to Christ. The world needs to see the impact of Christ from root to fruit in our lives. Don't settle for anything less. Because the reality is there are lesser philosophies out there. So Paul warns us, see to it that no one takes you captive, carries you away by philosophy and empty deceit, by a way of thinking that seems wise but is really empty and not just empty but deceitful. According to human traditions, according to the elemental spirits of the world and not according to Christ. We could spend time getting into what was happening in Colossae, we'll do that later, but the reality is, as is true throughout all of human history, there were human philosophies of trying to understand what life is about. And he said a lot of it was tethered to the elemental spirits of the world, that, that there's a sense of I want to be in touch with the world, but I intrinsically know there's, there's forces out there that control my life that I don't control, so I have to try to manipulate them. It's interesting, we watched a movie last night with our kids where 
They don't want to mention God in movies anymore, so they say the universe. The universe gave us this, and the universe is trying to tell us this. You're like, how does the universe have all these active verbs? But anyway, so the reality is there's forces out there controlling my life. I got to control them so I can feel in control of my life. And throughout the human world, there's a sense of dissatisfaction in us, so we pursue control in other philosophies. And Paul says, those are going to come at you in abundance. Here's how to get that satisfaction you want. Here's how to get the acceptance you long for. Here's how to get the sexual fulfillment you crave. Here's how to get the financial success that will give you the peace you long for. There's going to be all these philosophies that are drawing you in to try to find stability and comfort. And he says, but they're deceptive. They're going to lead you to a place that's empty. Why? Because they're not built on Christ. He said, here's the seduction. As we pursue the struggle God has given us to be competent, confident people, we have a strategy the same way I was rooted in him, I walk in him. I choose Christ. But we need to know the seduction. People will try to get us off base, to leave him behind, to knock us over from being settled in Christ. You have to resist that. Why? How? The reason why in verse 9 is for in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. We're longing for fulfillment. Paul says, don't let anyone show it to you somewhere else. Why? Because the fullness of the deity is in him and you have been filled in him. Thanks for listening to today's Passion Daily Podcast. For full messages, live gatherings, and worship videos, check out our YouTube channel and subscribe at youtube.com slash passioncitychurch1.